Hi, friend. You are listening to the Finding Something Real podcast, a podcast created especially for someone who's not sure about relationship with Jesus Christ. My name is Janelle Wood, and while I have a background in counseling and ministry with women, the truth is I've been through my own seasons of questioning my faith. So if you've ever struggled with not being sure where you belong, or you felt like you were faking faith, or maybe a friend just shared this episode with you and you are feeling a little wounded or skeptical of all things God-related right now, welcome. This podcast is just for you. Finding Something Real is about a journey towards restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love. My passion is Jesus Christ, and for me now, After having been through some real ups and downs on my own faith journey, I believe Christ is the hope and the answer to this world more than ever. But don't take my word for it. Listen to my friends as they share their own grace-filled journeys with you. My prayer is that if you haven't already, you'll find something real too. Well, friend, why should Christians avoid things like tarot cards or crystals? Or should they? And what's the deal with so-called New Age practices? And what does worship have to do with it? That's what we're going to talk about today. Welcome back to the Finding Something Real podcast. This is your host, Janelle Wood, and you are listening in for season five, where we have been starting off each month with a different young woman, sharing her faith story, and allowing her the space to ask some tough questions about God and Christianity. And so this month, our first episode introduced Elizabeth. Liz and I go way back, and we had a great discussion about her personal experience growing up in church, how some of her beliefs have changed since starting college, and now how she's exploring what faith and relationship with God means to her. Liz shared some great questions about faith and culturally relevant topics, and so if you haven't already, I highly recommend you go and check out that first episode with Liz and hear more of her story. We'll put a link in the show notes, and we'll also link the past two episodes with special guests Sheila Gregoire and Dr. AJ Swoboda, in case you missed those conversations. You can find them over at findingsomethingreal.com, along with other things like free resources and occasional blog posts, how you can get more involved with this program by supporting us through Patreon or advertising and ways to connect. All of that can be found over there at findingsomethingreal.com. So Liz couldn't be here for today's recording. She had class, um, but I'm very excited for the guest we have here today. She's been on the podcast before a couple of times, and she always uh, blows me away with her insightfulness and the beauty that she shares about what it means to walk in relationship with God, um, especially as it pertains to worship. We've just had some really great conversations and I'm proud to say this is a friend of mine, and we've had great conversations off the air as well. I'm thrilled to welcome back to the podcast, Katie Dommel. Katie, welcome back to the podcast. Very happy to be here. (laughs) Katie, the last time you were on, it was almost a year ago, you came on and you talked with Lou from Italy. We had a great conversation about major life changes that were happening with you at the moment um, and the life lessons you were taking away from 2021 and just as an icebreaker. uh, And I know it's early and you told me I didn't have to give you the questions ahead of time. So I didn't. But uh, what are what would you say are some of the life lessons you're taking away from 2022? Oh, goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, 
I'm trying to remember what I even said last year, you know, and how it's different. But I think um, the first thing that comes to mind is a question. It's how much do you trust me? Mm. You know, and I feel like this year has been trying in some really weird ways for me. And, and God always brings me back to that question. How much do you trust me? You know, in every kind of circumstance, you know, is, are my ways higher? And do you trust me to see you through? Mm. And how much do you trust him? That's a great question, right? (laughs) That is the question. I'd like to say 100%, but that's, that's why we struggle because we don't 100% trust him. So yeah. I try. Yeah. <laughs> um, are you comfortable sharing a little bit of that struggle on here right now? I mean, it just boils down. It just depends on what you're going through. You know, I've, I've had health things going on this year that just totally blindsided me. I've had, um, for the first time in my life, I've struggled with worship. Mm-hmm. You know, do I still have it? Or do I still have your anointing, God? You know, why can't I tap into the same expression that Mm -hmm. I always had before, you know, are you speaking to me differently? Um, And, and just even in things like finances and parenting and, you know, it's like, you feel like you've been refined in the process and you've learned so many things. And then all of a sudden you have this enlightening moment where you're like, wait, um, am I even trusting you at all? (laughs) Am I involving you God in, in this situation right now. And, and so, yeah, it's just been a continual, you know, flesh versus spirit year for me, you know, when I feel like things are dark, do I turn back, do I turn to him? Mm -hmm. You know, am I looking for him in, in the Valley? So, yeah. And yes, I, I am, but it's still a struggle. Yeah. 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 Well, I was very excited that you were interested in coming on here today to talk with Liz and I wish she could be here, but um, I love your heart for for the Lord, but also for people. Um, before we, ju- uh, I wanted to say dive, and then I almost said jump and put them together and said jive. Before we dive in, um, would you remind somebody who maybe hasn't listened to your episodes before what your faith journey has been like? I know you just shared a little bit of what the last year has been like, but did you grow up in a Christian home and... Um, what is, what has following Jesus been like in your life? I grew up in a Christian home, um, but a very legalistic upbringing. Uh, every church we were in was very legalistic. And what um, does legalistic mean for someone who's not yeah, familiar? That is kind of a Christianese, uh, it means what it sounds like, you know, legal, you know, law, you do this or you're doing it wrong. Mm. You, um, if you're not looking the part sounding the part, then there's probably something wrong with your faith or wrong with you. Or, you know, so I always felt like there was something wrong with me. I always felt shame. I didn't even know, you know, I just, my self-esteem was always really low growing up in high school. And, um, I was very, very blessed to always have really good friends. And, um, whenever I, when I look back, you know, I didn't know it at the time, but when I look back and I, I can just see where God kind of intervened and was like, you're going to, you're not going to keep going down that path, you know, and I didn't have a clue, but always 
surrounding me with the people that I needed to be surrounded with to uh, stay out of deep, deep trouble and um, keep me close enough to him that I wouldn't walk away as an adult, you know? Um, I, I mean, I rededicated my life to the Lord when I was 12 at camp, you know, but still i I was afraid that I wasn't a Christian constantly. And then in my twenties, um, after I'd been married for a few years and we struggled, like, so we struggled so much. Um, I really did kind of have a, a little bit of a walking away. Um, I was in college. I was, I just wanted to live my life how I wanted to live it. And um, I feel like there's just another one of those times where God brought me back and we, we got pregnant, you know, so then that just totally changes your life. Mm-hmm. Um, we, through many courses of events, we ended up in this church that I didn't want to go to, but God was very clear with my husband. This is where you're supposed to be. And he has the ability to just hear very clearly sometimes. And, um, so it's like, you know, I'm not going to fight God on this because I don't want to be outside of his will. That never, ever changed for me. Even when I was, you know, living however I wanted to live, I didn't want to be outside of his will. I just didn't know how to be inside of his will, you know, and, and to be uh, walking with him. And, and this church really revolutionized our walk. They showed us what grace really looked like, what community really looked like, and that God is not just something that you swear your allegiance to, but someone who wants a relationship and Jesus wants a relationship and that he's real and he's affecting lives, you know, and, and changing lives every day, every moment. And we got to see that firsthand a lot and then start to participate in that. And that really um, just revolutionized our marriage and our family and our walk with the Lord. So, Mm. um, yeah. I know I talked with you last week and shared with you that I had an aha moment when I came to Liz's episodes. um, Because for the last, you know, few weeks, I've been really looking for somebody to talk about the new age. Um, Liz talked about some lifestyle choices that she's made uh, with tarot cards and crystals. And then it was interesting because I was on Instagram one morning and I had reached out to multiple people and just for whatever reason, sometimes this happens with the podcast. Here's uh, the honest truth. Every once in a while, there'll be a question that comes up that I'm like, I need to find a very specific person to address that. And it's for whatever reason, the doors are shut like I can't get a hold of the the person that I think is the right person. Um, and then God brings a ram in the bush or whatever. <laughs> like, you know, there's something else. Like, pay attention to something else here. And I um, I was on Instagram and someone that we both know uh, who's a worship uh, leader was sharing. And I thought maybe the question isn't about, you know, the legality so to speak of tarot cards and crystals but maybe it's about the heart of worship and then I don't know if I shared this with you but Brian and I my husband we were reading in scripture in first Corinthians and I think it's chapter 10 where Paul is talking about the heart of worship um, and what's permissible and what's not and it felt like confirmation that uh, I would love to have someone on who understands that um, I know you love to sing and you and Liz have that in common. Um, but uh, what made you want to come on the podcast today to share after I talked with you briefly about 
Liz? I'm just always grateful for the opportunity to talk to other people, you know, about faith. And, and I love um, diving in to the deeper stuff and not staying on the surface. So um, I listened to her podcast and I just really loved her honesty and her, um, her story and, you know, everything she talked about just, I don't know, it, it, uh, it just resonated with me. And so I was like, yeah, let's, let's do it. I mean, and even Liz aside, I think just the topic is interesting to me, Mm -hmm. not something I really thought a ton about. So I was able to spend some time this week, you know, really thinking about this and, and looking at scripture and stuff. So, yeah. Um, I know you and Liz share the worship thing in common. What for you, and it's interesting, you, you were talking about the legalism of growing up in a church that was focused on the law. Um, I think if Liz was here, she might uh, relate to some of that based on our conversation. Um, what for you has singing been in the church? Like, would you share a little bit about that? What that has meant for you, what it is, uh, why it's been an important part of your life as well? I think I just understand on some primal, maybe primal is the wrong word, but you know, just a deep level, like a spirit level, um, what worship can be. And I'm just wired for it. You know, I, there's not a thought process really that goes into like, I'm doing this because I love it because of this, you know, it's just a, I just feel like that's what I was made to do and I had to do it. You know, so it's, it's interesting because I actually was in a band, you know, um, performing and just has, I don't have any desire to be a musician or to perform in any way. And I would, I would deal with a lot of issues if I did, you know, I'd be comparing myself constantly and, um, being really critical of myself, but worship is different for me because I just feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. You know, I'm being obedient. And then when I do, there's just something that's released, you know, in that obedience. And it's not about my ability or anything. It's just like, I'm connecting with God and something changes in the atmosphere around me. And whether I'm alone or around other people, like there's just something really um, satisfying about that. And it just feels right, you know, like deep within, it just feels like, like, there's a resonance where things are in tune, you know, for that moment in time. I know that you've led worship in various church settings or, you know, Christian settings. Was there ever a time where you felt like you were faking it or where you felt like you had to do it? Um, There's probably been times where I felt like I had to do it. I, you know, I think there's been a lot of times where I felt like I didn't want to go to church on a Sunday and then I'd make myself go. And then it's, I, I just get something out of it. You know, I'm like, Oh, this is why, because mm-hmm. God was wanting to speak to me and there was resistance to that and the world around me or something, you know, um, I can't really explain it, but you know, I've experienced it and no, I don't feel like I've ever faked it ever. I feel like I just have to, I have a responsibility to come prepared. And even if I don't feel prepared, I still, I'm going to enter in and I'm going to worship because that's what like, that's why I owe 
the people that are there, you know, and that's what I owe the Lord. It's just a sacrifice, a sacrifice of praise. And I honestly wouldn't know how to fake it. So this is a hard question, but to follow up on that and spontaneous, cause it's not my notes, but have you ever felt resentful over people's expectations of you in the church? Um, whether it's yeah. worship or not. Yeah. Um, absolutely. You know, I, you're submitting yourself to the leadership that you're under, but when, um, your leadership doesn't understand the purpose of what you're doing, that's really hard. That's a hard place to be. And so maybe resentful is a little strong, but you know, just at odds, maybe, um, definitely. Yeah. Well, how did you deal with that then that frustration? Um, how did you work through that instead of being like, yeah, I don't really like this anymore. What made you continue to push into this is my sacrifice of praise. Um, even though people are, are frustrating. Um, probably in my flesh, it's been helpful when you have people that come up to you and say, I recognize what's in you. I recognize the gift that you've been given. That's been helpful, but that's totally my flesh saying, thank you. Please, thank you. you know? <laughs> um, I think just I in that situation, in those situations that I've been in, I've tried to open up conversation whether that's with the worship team around me, because sometimes it's the team around you that doesn't understand why you're there. And that can be frust frustrating. The, the best worship comes from a unified team, you know, that's just there to lead by example and that's it. But, um, you know, just let's talk about it and, and realizing that everyone is on a, a different journey of understanding and revelation from like, what is, wh who is God? You know, what is our purpose and what is worship? You know, what is, why am I here? All of that, you know, so I can't just make assumptions on what, where someone else is at. And so you have to have conversations. You have to be relational with people. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but you know, you just not even with an end game in mind, but just like, let's, let's see where we're at, you know, and prayer, lots yeah. of prayer. <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing that stuck out to me from the conversation that I had with Liz is when we were talking about her spiritual journey and she was sharing about going to camp and worship, she got emotional, uh, saying, you know, that she remembers how joyful and fulfilling mm -hmm. that was. Um, but then she also shared, uh, that she's very happy and proud of who she is now. Um, and, I think one thing that she said, and this is probably, I may be misquoting her a little bit here, but I think it's pretty, pretty right on. She said, I've definitely had a falling out with my faith. Um, what do you make of that, Katie? I mean, is that something that also resonates with you? Can you relate to that? Uh, having been through your own season where you kind of walked away from, or at least pushed away a little bit from your faith. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's pretty normal for people, you know, especially if you've been raised in the church and if you haven't had, um, if you haven't felt encouraged and uplifted in that process, if you felt like you kind of picked up some hangups through that process, you know, um, it complicates things. You start to wonder if it's all true, you know, is, 
God who they say he is? And um, do I really have to look this part, act this part or whatever? You know, is that what a Christian really looks like? And, or is that just like um, kind of the window dressing, you know, like what's behind it? And I, I really think that we all come to this point, if we're honest with ourselves, you know, like, is God real? There's a season of doubt because you have to discover who he is on your own. And I think there's a lot of people that walk away at that point because they don't continue to push through it. You know, I think we have to ask, you know, what are, what are we even trying to find? And, and also like, what does God want for me? What does Jesus want for me? And, um, find, honestly seek after those, those things, you know, like, who is he? Is he real? And if he is like, if he really is who he says he is, like, what does the Bible say? You know, is he distant? Is he close? I mean, there's so many questions that you can't even know the answers to until you experience the answers to them, you know? So it's a really difficult place. There's no answer to that question really. You know, everyone's so different and their um, experiences are so different. And God, the way, the path to knowing God is through, through experience. Mm. So if, if you've grown up in uh, a way that your experiences with God and the church have not been positive, then you really question who God is. And it's the same, you know, if you have maybe a father figure in your life that's hasn't been a, a good father to you, then you really don't understand God is a father because you don't understand what a good father looks like, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's similar to that. You know, you need to know like who is God and, and take away all the, all the stuff that has been added in. And that's really hard to do because that's part of who we are. Yeah. Well, and there's a lot of experience that gets muddy, right? There's a lot of things that people can do that seem to contradict, uh, you know, absolutely the God that they're talking about. Um, and there's also a ton of noise in the world, you know, a lot of other things vying for our attention. And mm-hmm. I think back to when I was a college student, you know, there's activities and there's boys and there's work and there's school and there's all of these different things. What peace does the Bible have in experiencing God? Uh, because I think, you know, a lot of people that I talk with would say I'm spiritual, but I'm not necessarily like religious, right? Like I'm finding my way with God. And and I don't know that this is specific to Liz, but I think it's definitely a cultural idea of I can find my own, make my own path to God, choose your own adventure, so to speak. Um, why, why is the Bible important in the experience of it all? Well, I mean, if you have any kind of desire to know what truth is with a big T, like the Bible's, that's it. I mean, it's either true or it's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, when you were talking, I kept thinking about something she said in her podcast that she mentioned the phrase, my truth. Mm-hmm. And very popular phrase. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very popular. And it's like, I'm finding my truth. I'm owning my truth. And, and you have your truth. And let's, I'm going to respect yours. You're going to respect mine. I'm going to celebrate yours. You're going to celebrate mine. And um, there's nothing wrong with that. But it, the word truth there is completely, it's a misnomer, right? Like it's the wrong word for that. It's just a popular phrase. But what it really means is this is my reality. 
this is the sum of my experiences and my emotions. Um, and this is what I expect from the people around me, the world, or, you know, for myself. And it's not, there's no real truth to it because truth is like more solid than a fact. You know, truth is like something that will never, ever change. And so you can't have a different truth than somebody else. Like if there is truth or there's no truth, mm-hmm. you know, um, like even a lot of the science that we believe you have scientific facts, but most of the science that we follow today, it's theory, you know, because it's not even fact yet. And let alone truth, you know, there's, we have our laws of gravity and things like that. That's about as close as we get to truth. Mm-hmm. And so it's just the wrong word to use, but it, there's nothing wrong with using it. It's a cultural phrase. I'm just saying like meaning wise, it, it's the wrong word to use in there. And it skews, you know, what the true meaning of truth is because it's like stealing something from it and we can, it becomes something that's like only true in your own mind and your own reality. We all have a different reality because we've all had a different sum of experiences in our life. So, um, I feel like with the word, you know, um, if you even have a, a, a tingling, you know, in your mind that maybe this might be true, then you have to treat it like it's true and read it like it's true and, and search like it's true. You don't have to believe deep down that it's true, but you have to give it a chance because um, the word is powerful and um it's it's really the path like there's so many things that our culture screams at us and yells at us and there's no truth behind any of it because it's just noise like you said and every culture every um country you know every people group they're going to have their own um their own noise you know screaming at people and and beyond all that there's one thing that's true and it is the creator why we're here who jesus is and and that's true in every single culture and every every single people group and country and and so that's what the word means you know it's it's truth with a big t yeah well and i'll put some links in the show notes for anyone listening who's interested um where we've dived deeper into why trust the bible i know uh Dr. Frank Turek has been on the podcast before. I think he talked to Leone about truth um, and how we can know that it actually exists because it actually is, you know, a big debate uh, for some people nowadays. Um, And if I, if we didn't talk about it in that episode, I'll be sure to link to some of his material because I know he talks a lot about it in his book. I don't have enough faith to be an atheist. Um, And he gives some great arguments for why truth actually does exist along what you're talking about. But I wanted to talk specifically about things that are on the fringe, right? Um, And I know Liz said she wasn't sure that you could ever know for sure that they're they're bad, but she thinks that people would be disappointed if uh, maybe some of the people in her life who are Christians, if uh, they knew that she was involved in tarot cards or crystals or, you know, things like that. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Katie? And should Christians avoid those things? It gets muddy real fast, right? Um, you know, the, should you avoid this question? Yeah. It's really the wrong question in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, for example, I know that, uh, crystals 
minerals at their purest form have different frequencies and there's some science it's kind of quasi science but there's some science to how um, things in nature in their purest form can affect our bodies right i mean we've got a lot of our medicine is based on that but but there's a lot of untapped things that haven't been studied and so i don't know you know can can this um, affect my emotions can it affect i don't know you know that's not really the question, you know, can tarot cards tell the future or can they give me insight into what's going on in my life? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of people that believe that they do. And there's a lot of people that practice those things that do have that insight. Is it coming from the tarot cards? No, I don't think so. Mm. So you have to go to the word to figure out like, is this a line with the word? Does this align with who God is? And that's where you can get a lot of answers. And it's really, um, aside from, from that, well, maybe I'll go into that first. Um, you know, the word is says, um, that divinity and things like that are, are wrong. And that's where tarot cards would fall. Crystals are a different kind of thing. I think it's more of like the new age, like you, you can store energy, you can do different things. And, and it, I think it does pull a lot of Christians, um, because, it does feel a little bit like science, you know, it feels like a little bit of something that might help me. And so I really don't have an answer for that because, but I do know that you have to ask yourself why you're using them, you know, and what, it, what purpose is this serving in my life? Am I getting comfort from this is both of those things. Are they bringing me comfort when I should be turning to the comforter, which is Jesus, you know, do, are they bringing me, um, do I feel like they're a source of peace or a source of health for me when that should not be my number one source, you know, like what, what am I running to first? You know, do I feel like this is something that God can use? I don't know if God can use crystals, you know, but, but I think we have to be really honest and, and answer that question between him and me, you know, what purpose is this serving in my life? And is it something that's standing between me and you mm-hmm. or not? Tarot cards, I think they're, they're different because that gets into more of like the divinity thing. Like I'm divining the future, you know? Um, I feel like whether or not it says that that is wrong, um, we get into like the legalism thing again, you know, where you feel like this is a rule, don't do it. But like, why am I not doing it? So again, like what purpose is this serving in my life? And is this standing between me and God? Because obedience to the Bible, what it says, obedience to God, it all comes out of relationship with him. And so if I don't have, if I don't feel like I have a relationship with him, if I I don't feel like I can talk to him like a friend, if I don't feel like I can sense his presence, then like, yeah, I'm going to look for something else to fill that because I'm not getting that from him, but it's there and it's available to me. So can this fill that void? Probably, you know, I think the the better question to ask about what the word says is to recognize the places in scripture where it says that there are powers and principalities, that there are rulers of darkness in the spiritual realm, and that that is where our fight lays, you know, Um, not people, you know, don't, don't just call out this, this is a bad behavior, don't do this, you're sinning, you're a sinner. Um, I think we have to recognize that there are things that can tap into the spiritual realm 
and that we are surrounded by a spiritual realm, that there are places in the world that are actually ruled by spiritual beings of darkness and that we can be susceptible to those influences if we open ourselves up. And so what tarot cards end up being is an open door, you know, where uh, it's like if your mind was a garden and you weren't standing guard or, or being careful, you didn't put a fence up or anything, or even if you did, but then you left a gap open, you know, you're going to let in rabbits and things like that, that are going to eat up your garden. You're going to let in, um, if you're not careful, you're going to have weeds growing in your garden and you're not going to be pulling them fast enough to get those lies out of your mind. And, um, tarot cards are just an open door to let other things in. And so just recognizing like, this is spiritual. It can work. It can be something that brings me happiness, but is it from God? No, it's definitely not from God. So, so if it's not from him, then is it a good thing? You know, is this going to be good for me long-term? Is this going to cause more separation between me and God? Or is it going to bring me closer to God? And that's, that's basically the question that I ask myself whenever I have, you know, it's a lot of times for me, it'll be like a show that I start to get into. And then I'm like, I don't know if this is good for me, mm-hmm. you know, and I have to be honest about that. Like, maybe I really want to know what happens, but maybe I'm like, no, this is, this is causing separation. This is causing, um, and sometimes that same show might cause separation for me. And sometimes it might, might not. And I have to just like bring that to the Lord and say, okay, you know, is this a good thing or a bad thing for my relationship with you? Yeah. I love yeah. how you focused on the relationship with God because you're right. Like if you don't already know that that's where your fulfillment is going to be and you don't already have an ongoing uh, deepening relationship with him, uh, then you're going to take that void that you feel that only he can fill really. And you're going to fill it with other things yeah. that are going to, they're going to feel good. They're going to feel good at the time. Yeah at the time. But the Bible also says those things lead to destruction because right. the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. Right. And Jesus came to give life and have it to the full. And so it, that's so hard. And I like how you also likened it to other things. You know, we can do it with shows, we can do it with food, we can do it with, you know, re- other relationships, um, constantly trying to fill a void that only God can fill. And um, I, while you were talking, I looked up First Corinthians chapter ten, and this is what the Apostle Paul said. And um, a lot of scholars, I think, think this is one of the earliest, uh, you know, books uh, that came out uh, that Paul wrote, um, one of his, one of his earliest letters. But he said, "So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God." Um, and I, I think that that's the thing that we have to ask ourselves if whatever it is. And I like how you differentiated the crystals from, and I don't know, you know, I'm not, I I know you're not either a new age expert. You know, I've never gotten deep into that stuff. I've always, you know, believed what my mother told me when I was a kid, stay away from it. (laughs) Just stay away. Don't, don't mess with that kind of stuff. Um, And I, I also think, and I agree with you that there are spirits that we can't see that we most of the time don't even acknowledge. And so sometimes when we think we're, you know, dabbling with something that's harmless to us, oh, this is just kind of fun. You know, I remember my mom talking about the Ouija board for this very reason, you know, like it may sound like fun, but stay away from it because there's some things going on there that you can't see. 
Mm-hmm. And um, as Christians, I, I think it would be uh, wise of us to be aware of those things, that those are things that when we open uh, the gate, so to speak, to the rabbits, uh, that they're going to tear tear some things up that have been, uh, that have grown. Um, so my question to you, Katie, following that, and I, I appreciate all of that insight for someone who feels like their relationship with God is just, it's parched. It, yeah. it feels like God is, uh, far away, you know, and, and how would you even foster a garden, uh, situation with him? That's a great question. And I feel like I get there you know, I, I'll be in a place where I feel like no way will I ever feel far away from God. And then, you know, even just earlier this year, I felt pretty far away from God. And I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, I, I think this is me, <laughs> you know, like I, he never leaves me. He's close by. I know he's close by, but I can't really sense him right now. And, and for me, that was just a matter of figuring out, okay, what, what are you trying to bring to my attention here? Um, but I know him well enough and I've walked with him long enough that I can understand that. But yeah, I mean, I think it's really important to understand that there is an invitation to more with, with Jesus and that he is really real. I mean, more real than anything you see, you know, which is really hard for us to comprehend, but like you can, you can be affected by him and on a level down in your spirit that like, nothing else on this earth can touch so to know that like there's even a possibility of something like that like do you want it you know i love that passage in john 15 the vine and the branches yeah and and jesus is just saying i'm the vine you are the branches abide in me and it's like he wants us to grow out of him to find our love in him to find our identity in him to find every good and perfect thing in him to know that he is a source of life for us and love and not any condemnation, not any disease, not any bad thing that doesn't come from him. Mm -hmm. And, um, to know that that is an invitation that we have to abide in him, to, to rest in him and to know him deeply, to know that's even possible, I think is step one, you know? Yeah. And, um, really it starts with reading the Bible, which can feel really hard. You know, I think, um, some ways to, to break it up. There's a, there's a, um, if you go on Spotify, you look up streetlights, they do word scripture. That's a great way to get scripture in. If you feel like it's really hard to read scripture, to just listen to it as much as possible and just let it get into you, you know? And, and then, um, there's that place in Romans 12 that says, take every thought captive. Do not be conformed to the world, but take every thought captive. Um, I'm going to read it in the message actually, because it's interesting what it says, the way it phrases those one those verses one and two in the message. It says, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday ordinary life. You're sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around and place it before God as an offering embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to the culture that you fit in without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. 
Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings out the best of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. I like that the way that I've never read it in the message before this morning, actually. But um, I was like, yeah, I like how that just sounds like good advice. You know, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's that's really, um, really crucial. There's another place in scripture where it says take every thought captive. And so if you want a deeper walk with Jesus, you have to do those things. You have to recognize the patterns of the cultural thinking and and see how um you might be aligning with those things and, and just question it, you know, mm-hmm. not, not in a way that's like, this is wrong or, you know, or right or whatever, just question it, you know, line it up. Does this, does this line up with scripture? Does this line up with who God is? And you start to get some answers, mm-hmm. reading scripture, spending time with worship music on instead of other music. Um, and I think just practicing, praying, talking, I do it in my car out loud because I, I don't like to pray out loud very much, but, um, when I'm in my car by myself, I'll just talk to God. And I feel like that's, those are always the best times for me. And I think also finding good podcasts or books, depending on if you like those things, because that could be really helpful. You know, there's some really good, um, literature out there that maybe you can link to something that would be helpful, but, um, really good podcasts out there to listen to that just, give you insight into scripture yeah and how to how to start how to go deeper because i'm telling you it is so worth it and my life might be hard i mean i like i don't know if you mentioned this or if we were talking about this before but like god just led my family last year from chelan washington to georgia and it was a huge move and we never would have made that choice to do that in our just our natural selves but we did it because we believe that God was leading us here and he's just blessed us beyond comprehension already. Mm-hmm. You know, he's so good. You just have to trust him and it's really hard to do, but it's so worth doing. Yeah. I love that. Um, I love the streetlight app. I think that's awesome. You can download the app directly or just go to Spotify, Spotify. Or, or the Bible project. Bible projects really oh, good. The Bible project. Scripture. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really good. Um, and then, I know that you, so a couple books that I would recommend and I'll link them, uh, live not by life by John Mark Comer is a great one. Um, another one, it's very small, uh, such a great little book and it's totally focused on scripture, which is amazing. Uh, sit, walk, stand by watch. I was just going to say that. Oh, that's weird. That's weird. (laughs) Didn't I borrow it from you first before? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I love it. It's just based on the book of Ephesians. Watchman mm-hmm. Nee, uh, he was uh, a Chinese pastor who spent many years imprisoned. And um, it's all about uh, the Christian call to sit with God before we can walk or stand against the other things. And I love that because it's like what you were saying, Katie, you, you can talk about whether these things are wrong all day long, but unless you have uh, that time sitting with God, uh, you're, you're the walking and the standing are going to be really hard, right? It's going to be impossible. Um, do you have any recommendations for either podcasts um, or uh, worship songs? Because I know you love both of those things. Um, I like to go on YouTube for worship stuff because then you can listen to longer worship sets, you know, live worship. I really love uh, Maverick City, 
uh, Jesus image, upper room, Bethel worship. I mean, all of that stuff is, you can find really good stuff on YouTube and it's nice because then you can kind of sit in that moment for longer than you would like a song that's on the radio. And as far as podcasts, I just, I cannot get enough of John Mark Homer's podcasts. They're short, but, and they're usually, they have to do with one of the books that he's written, but same with um, the books that he's written. And I, I can't recommend him enough as, a, as an author because it's, he's, he puts things so plainly, easy to read, easy to listen to. And, and his Live No Lies podcast is phenomenal because it talks about real issues that most people don't want to talk about mm. from a from a godly perspective. And it's just, it's very real. It's very, very good. That's awesome. We'll put links to that in the show notes as well. Uh, Katie, final question. The Finding Something Real podcast is about a journey towards restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love. I know you've gotten this question before. Um, but right now, which of those stands out to you the most in your life right now and why? I mean, they're just, they're so equal, you know, <laughs> you know, um, I think it's eternity, you know, because I think having an eternal perspective can just completely change your life. If you realize like, I want to live forever either way, I, I better figure out what I believe in what's true and pursue the things that truly matter. Like what, what can I take with me? You know? So eternity. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here, Katie. Uh, thanks for your insight and for sharing so lovingly with Liz. Do you have a final word you want to share with her or anything that you wish that we would have talked about? I think the thing that I really just wanted to say is we talked a little bit about the spiritual realm, you know, that there is an enemy and that he, he's fighting against God. You know, he, he wants to, like you said, steal, kill and destroy but the way he does that is not in an obvious way. You know, it's it's through tiny little deceptions and twistings of what real truth is. Things that look good on the surface, but don't lead to life. Mm. But I just, I wanted to say that like, there's an enemy and, and he wants your soul, but Jesus is fighting for you. Jesus died for you and he wants you. I mean, he wants you. And so, yeah. you know, be open to that yeah. and, and be aware of like what you see is not always what you get. Yeah. Awesome. Well, until next time. Thank you for listening to the Finding Something Real podcast, friend. This season, we are inviting young women to join me as they share their personal stories and ask honest questions or share objections to the Christian faith. We hope to feature a different story each month and then invite Christian guests on to share from their own journeys and experiences and maybe answer some of those questions in follow-up episodes. Friend, the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ is still in the restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love business. I know not everyone has experienced that, but if you're curious at all at whether there's something real to be found in Jesus, I invite you to come back next week as we continue on a journey towards finding something real 
in relationship with Him. Until next time.